Here we got some special guests that are actually about to arrive um, from our local uh, uh, Bismarck Arts season. Um, we got some three members of the Flicker Tales coming in this morning. Mm -hmm. um, these are the young men that come in. They come from all over colleges all over, and high schools all over the United States to come play uh, summer baseball. Man, you know it's one of the things that they get to live their childhood into, uh, you know, their later years, which is kind of fun. I loved baseball growing up. And so it's just uh, going to be interesting to chat with these young men to see how it is to be outside of from where they're from. I got a, we got a guy from Eastern Kentucky, another guy from Hawaii slash California area, um, and one from Alabama, Birmingham. So it's going to be, you know, just get to visit with these guys and see how their season's going. I believe they're in second place behind the Larks, if, I, if I'm correct. Um, but this morning on the way in, Jesse and I are having a debate about integrity. <laughs> I felt she used the word, I uh, misused the word in the, the context, but um, I don't know, maybe, maybe she didn't too, so. Um, well, so, I, I went and looked it up, because. Okay, so I want to hear that. <laughs> um, and I have something to say in my defense, but yeah, so I was wrong, because it's the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Um, or the state of being whole and undivided. And so, I mean, to me, we're oh. both right. We're both right. Okay. Okay, because if you say you are, you're going to do something and you don't do it, you're divided. Because, you know what I mean? They're, I, I, get, I get your argument. You know? I get your argument, but... but and I, that doesn't mean that you don't want to do what you say you, you want to yeah. do. That doesn't have anything to do with that. But it's... Um, it's like how much power your word has is now a little bit less because you say you're going to do something, but you didn't do it. Exactly. But we both know. Okay. So now we're talking about it in regards of quitting smoking or, or like addiction in general. And we, we both know that, you know, as addicts, we, we, we both suffered through that. We wanted to quit for years. Yes. But it didn't mean we lacked integrity because we couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, I did lack integrity. Yes, you did. But it was, you know... I, My opinion, yes, you did. I, I did. I, I did. Lack but, you, but you needed help. You needed help to quit. Yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do with so, how I mean, power you had my word has. But, but, because integrity corrupted the power of my word. But, no, no, addiction corrupted the power of my word. It corrupted everything about my life. But at the same time, you knew you needed help. So you, you were still keeping your word. You just got the help to... I mean, you ended up getting the help to quit. So I did. I, mean, I did too. I did not keep my word. I was forced to quit. You were forced. Oh, I wasn't forced. I was forced to quit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. I'm glad that I did. I'm very grateful. You so know? maybe, okay, well, maybe in that instance then, uh, I I mean, I wanted to quit. I just didn't know how to quit, you know? Same here. Yep. And so. so it wasn't like I was lacking integrity. I needed help. I needed God's help. Yeah. And I'm looking at the word integrity. So uh, as like a function of, of how much like, how much change you can create in the world and in yourself. Like, if you, like, like I understand, like, you can have integrity and, like, with yourself, like, like you know who you are, you know what you want, like, like you have integrity, like, you know, but to me, um, there's also an aspect of integrity that, like, if you're not doing what you say you're going to do, then you're going to have a lot less power to change things. You know what I mean? I do. In your world, in yourself, in, in, in the world around you. So... That's kind of the function of that word that I'm looking at. That I'm looking at. So. Okay. Um. So, 
now that brings me to what happened um, last night or yesterday. And it's actually been something that the Lord has been kind of doing for you, to you for a couple of weeks now because uh, you had a young lady that showed up here at the church, right? Um, you want to tell us about that night, the first night you met her? Yeah, we, we talked about it um, on air too, but uh, there was a lady who showed up who was obviously homeless um, she came to the church, not sure why originally, but, um, me and, um, another leader, um, were sitting outside talking and she came up and asked if she could sit down and we said, of course, and she asked for a Bible and, um, then we started talking with her and, uh, started reading the Bible together and she started telling how she had been abused that day um, by her boyfriend or her husband or whoever and that she didn't know where she was going to stay that night and so um, this other leader and I took it upon ourselves to drive her to um, a couple of the homeless shelters they weren't taking anyone in and so um, after an hour or more of driving around we decided um, to just I gave her a sleeping bag that I had in my trunk and left her near a park um, down in South Bismarck and so um, I told her to come visit me at the thrift store because I could give her some clothes if she needed clothes. Um, but I didn't see her again until um, just yesterday when uh, she, or I guess two days ago, she showed up at the church looking for me. She asked for me specifically, and um, and I was in the middle of something. I couldn't make it down right away. Um, but I did come down, and I was driving around the neighborhood looking for her, um, and she showed up again yesterday. And um, it was really nice to see her. It was nice. You could tell that she was happy to see me. Um, you could tell she would actually listened to some of the things that we had set, talked about, like the first time we met, because she said, you know, somebody told me I needed to seek out female, you know, like help, not like not men. And I, I remember telling her that. And um, when she showed up looking for you the day before, that's the first thing. I t when she asked for you, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll call, get in touch with her. And then like, you know, like she was instantly trying to engage in conversation, and I was like, I um, I prefer we wait till Jesse gets here. Yeah, and I mean, so I'll just be really, really honest. Um, like part of me did not want to stop what I was doing and uh, come help this lady. I really didn't. I was um, kind of in a selfish mode. Saturday, I was like taking the day for myself, and so um, you know, I. I was bummed when I couldn't find her, and at the same time, I was like, okay, because I know, like, I knew it was going to take up some of my time to help this lady, and, um, and anyways, uh, so I did end up, um, spending a good amount of time with her yesterday, and, um, it ended up being really nice, actually, it was, um, you know, I had to kind of put myself aside, and I had to give up, um, give up time that I would have been doing other things um and I had to just spend time with this lady and she didn't um you know she just needed someone to just be with her and to just treat her like a normal person you could tell that she hadn't had like normal interaction in a long time and, and she shared some things from her heart and we talked about Jesus and we talked about people and we just talked about a lot of different things um and I helped her get get some clothes washed here at the church and um, got her a place to, to stay and got her some food 
and some things that she needed and um she just really appreciated it and like when she hugged me at the end of the night like like something in my heart just like uh just broke and um and you know as much as it was uncomfortable for me it wasn't hard i just had to sit there and be with her you know and um and be um a little selfless and so it was a different kind of experience um and yeah so it's it's good to get outside of yourself and um to help others who are in need um there's a lot of people that are in need in this community i mean everywhere you go there's people that are in need but um but i believe that um there's an especially a need in in this in this city she and i were talking about that actually how she um she knows there's a lot of um people a lot of young young people um people of all ages really who are just homeless and who have nowhere to go and they hang out in a lot of abandoned buildings and um there's just no support for them there's no and they they just want to be treated normal she kept saying that um and so it just kind of opened my eyes um to see what's uh what the needs are of of this community um and so we're hoping one that's one of Chad and I's um you know one of the things the Lord has put on our hearts is to help those kinds of people um just to create a place where they can start you know living life again where they can stop living in survival and where they can actually start to um you know have a life of their own again where they can contribute not only to society but um you know just just start giving back to others um i believe that those kinds of people make the biggest difference when it comes to helping others in need um because you know once they are given a chance and once they start getting into um just like having a normal place to live having a routine having some kind of stability um they they thrive and they just want to give back um it's a beautiful thing and so i'm I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know um I don't know how I'm going to be able to help her. I'm just going to continue doing what I can. Um I'm going to continue to just um you know, check up with her every day. Um see what kind of opportunities maybe the church can help out with like maybe getting her a little job, um cleaning and helping out around um the church for some extra money. Um and also just continue to be her friend. Um I think a lot of those people they they don't they've lost what it is to be treated like like a friend, like a sister, like like a person. Um because people just look at you different when you when you've lost everything and when you're when you're homeless and so um so yeah, it's it was quite an experience. Um it looks like we have our guests They've arrived, so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. This is Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse. Bismarck Landing, station for hip-hop with hope. This is Club Radio, 107.7 FM.
Co hozela? How'd that go? Wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Your soldier? Yes. Cool. They all look like they're really tired. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they take the. How are we gonna take that? I don't know. Just put it right here. Like, literally, I could hear, like, um. Like I could just bring this up close, but I mean I heard they, like when Logan and them were on the the thing, you know, I could literally hear the phone ringing playing the day on the air that when I was calling, because they were like, uh, the phone is ringing. What? Can you get Jesse? They must have been young for April. You know, I was just like, damn, all right. But uh, so uh, what the is this? Is, um. We're gonna get some new things in. I'm just tired because this one's gonna fall off again once. Yeah, it is too. It's already too. Tired. I did. I am. First place, the boy, though. That's good. Um, you might want to grab your cards because it doesn't look like they'll be talking close to the mics. <laughs> yeah, they're all in college, though. Yes. All over in college. I thought you said he was a sophomore in high school. I just said on the thing. No, he's in college. Probably they're on the group. Yeah. Did you see the name? Oh, no. I think I said I read the same thing you do, but, but I think it was this one right here. On the right right here. Maybe they meant sophomore in college. Yeah, some is print. How come my iCloud started before? We need to pay for the more story. Like $2 for more stories. I'll buy the biggest one ever. So I don't have to worry about it. I thought that was like saying my phone was going to be full. It was your iPhone. Huh? iPhone. Okay. I think that you got to turn this up right here so they can hear us in that room right there. Is it this one? Yeah, it's that one. Oh, it's this one right here. Good morning, Bismarck. This is 100.7 FM, The Club, and you're listening to Turn Up The Truth with Chad. And Jesse. And we have three young men from the Flicker Tales in the studio this morning. They're all pitchers. They're from, uh, uh, they're from all over the place. <laughs> and I'll uh, let them introduce themselves. They actually are in first place. They beat the Larks the other night. We, <laughs> we, we did the chaplain service for them. We actually gave the Larks head coach a, a warning, man. Well, we had, we had service for the Flicker Tales. They're probably going to win. <laughs> so, uh... You want to, we'll start with you, you want to introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, your age, college? Yeah, I'm uh, John Farley, uh, Eastern Kentucky University pitcher, Holbrook, New Jersey. Uh, I just want to thank, you know, the people of Bismarck and Man Dad for, you know, bringing me in uh, and making me feel good here. Uh, what's up, I'm David Wiley, I'm from San Diego, California, I go to Azusa Pacific, I'm in Los Angeles, and just thank you for all the people of Bismarck for taking us in this summer. My name is Blake Petty, uh, 21, from Al Birmingham, Alabama. Go to UAB down there. Um, being Bismarck's been a great summer. A lot cooler up here than it is in Alabama. So uh, we've had a good time. And yeah, Flicker Tales in first place. Come catch us sometime. Nice. So uh, what was the score of the game? You can grab that one if you want. There you go. Yeah. Um, so what was the score of the game tonight? 
Our last game was on uh, Friday. Yep. We won 6-3. So, uh, longest game I may have ever been in. <laughs> Lightning delay, a firework delay. My first time ever. Sixth inning comes around. Guys, we have to put the game on hold, put the fireworks on. I'm like, all right, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> But is uh but you guys are okay so are you guys starting pitchers or relief pitchers? We're all relief pitchers. All relief like so well, arguably more important. Yeah, well yeah you are really because you guys gotta come in and clean up somebody else's mess sometimes you know. I know I mean I love baseball and uh, and you know so I asked you I asked you guys who has the best who's the who's the better pitcher and you guys were actually humble enough to say John's got the better arm. It's, it's definitely John. Is it, is it? And it, I was humble enough to take it. Yeah, well you were you were you were very much. So. <laughs> He actually developed a new pitch this past week called a cut change. Cut change up. Ah. To, tonight, actually, he'll be showing it off. Tonight? I might have to go check it out. You, okay, so growing up, I used to watch. I mean, I love baseball, first of all. You know, um, I, I grew up in Minneapolis, Twin Cities area, so I watched the Twins quite a bit. Um, got to see a couple World Series uh, when they were playing the Braves, and they had that really good team, and they had that really good pitching staff. John Smoltz, Steve Avery. Tom Glavin, uh, Greg Maddox, and they had Alejandro Pena as their closer. He had the cutter. Yeah, and I, I'm a Yankee fan, so I grew up watching Mariano Rivera play. A Yankee fan. Yes, Wait, no, yes. yes right Call there. Look at this guy. Call me up and move me. <laughs> uh, so watching him throw that cutter for the first 15 years of my life kind of like shaped me. Also, Andy Pettit, my favorite pitcher of all time. Pettit was, Pettit was so smooth and controlled on the mountain. I like Pettit, too. I mean, I, I hated the Yankees, but I, I, lo- I like Pettit. You know, he was a good pitcher. I'm a huge Red Sox fan. Are so you? Okay. I don't know how we've been friends this whole summer. Yeah, I just had to, how do you guys even get along? It's tough. That's he, like... He faced them, so it's easy. I mean, if, <laughs> if you... That, that'd be like... Um, see, we're in the Midwest, so I got to put a football comparison to it. Uh, the Packers and the Vikings. That's, I mean, you, you cannot go in the same vicinity as these fans. They'll, they'll, they'll literally, literally get into fistfights. Um, what about you, uh, David? Yes, who's, your, who's your favorite team? Oh, Padres. They're winning the World Series this year. I'll be happy, and the world will all be right. <laughs> Have they won a World Series? No. I'm just, I was just want, okay. <laughs> I was like called for, but. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry. Uh, Tony Gwynn was a really good hitter, I like Tony Gwynn. Um, they, had, they come close a couple times, Padres, didn't they? Uh, we made it to one, then we got swept by the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was that's close. what it was. It was close. We're due. Yes, yes, so, uh, you know, we were talking about, like, uh, integrity, and then, like, you know, I've been all over the place, I, I don't, like, I've suffered a life of uh, ups and downs, and um, you know I've been in recovery, and it brought me to a church, and I'm becoming a pastor here and stuff like that. No, uh, but I mean, like you know, being away from home was always one of the hardest things to be. You know, and how I had to, you know, so we do, we are, you know, we are, we all gotta carry our faith with us wherever we go. So I noticed you guys like we go do chaplain service for you guys before the games and stuff like that, and you guys like to like to have us and we enjoy being there. So how is uh like you know? Being away from home and stuff like that, I imagine you guys got to, like, pretty much press... You got to press into God when you guys are... That's pretty much all you got besides your body, buddies you guys made for the summer, right? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think the most important thing in my life is, like, my relationship with my friends, my family, and with God. So just, like, making sure you find kind of your people anywhere you go, I find is really important. And people with similar morals and values. This and is important. We were really lucky this summer to play for this team where... We have 35 amazing young men and great coaches leading us. And I wouldn't say there's a single bad person I've met all summer. So just being around people who have similar values of hard work, faith, and love. Yes, and that's nice. 
Yeah, of course, like, I miss my family, but being in a place like this with awesome people playing ball, you have no complaints about it. Yeah, man, you guys get the, you guys get, that's one of the things that, you know, that's like living a, the childhood dream, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we've all been doing this since we were four, five, six years old, so we're pushing on 15 years of baseball. Yes. And ever since you're about 10, you start doing the traveling in the summer, going yep. out of state, playing, so it's, I wouldn't say it's a new experience for us, but... Yeah, we kind of we kind of got the ways of the road, like David said. You know, you just gotta find your guys that find the same values you do. Yeah. Um, friends, family, God, especially when you're not with family, you gotta you know the other two gotta kind of help up. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, up here it's been, I wouldn't say a culture shock, but being from the south, it's definitely different. I I bet. Um, but there's some really good friends. There's a re- what do you think of Bismarck's uh, atmosphere and the people around here? I mean, uh. You know, I spent most of my life, I'm from this state, but I spent most of my life, like, wandering in other states and just trying to find, like, you know, a different place to live. But there's no, no, I ended up back here in Bismarck, North Dakota, some of the most friendly down earth, you know, welcoming people I've ever met in my entire life right here in my home state. Uh, what about you, John? How's your experience with this summer? It's been a lot different than I expected. Um, you know, I'm like, you have kind of lived in multiple states. Uh, I go to college eight hours away, so I'm kind of used to being away from home stuff. Uh, but I've just enjoyed every minute I've been here. Okay. This dude cool. doesn't even have a car in his college. Really? I've not, I've only had a car for about six months of my life. I I don't drive. That's good. That's good though. <laughs> you stay out of car accidents that way. No, I'm just I, let, <laughs> I let people drive me around. That's my there thing. you go. I sit in the back like the president. There oh, you go. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, he's, he's yeah he's got he's he's the pre Madonna of defense yeah. stuff, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, um, you guys are having fun in the summer, I take it? Oh, yeah. We've had a great time. The uh, the water slides up here are impeccable. Yes, yes. You guys been on the river yet? No. We haven't found anybody bold enough to take the flicker tails out on the river yet. <laughs> oh, wow, man. Okay. I, I might have to hook that, hook that guys up. Someone out there listening has a boat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know a few people. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so... Now, uh, has you guys have you guys run into any difficulties while you guys been up here this summer at all? Like any? Um. Well, since I would say we're on average like ten hours away from our yeah. home with all of us, we got some dudes that drove like two days to get here. Yeah. So I think at the beginning of the summer we had about thirteen cars, maybe for thirty dudes. Oh wow. We're dwindling down to about ten now, maybe nine. Yeah. So that actually kind of helps, you know, player relations because. First week when you got to get a ride to the gym, you know, you got to pack in five guys in a car. Not much to do but talk to each other all summer. So there you go. We get to we get to make new friends. Uh, I was talking about this uh, when I first got in recovery. I had a uh, my very first sponsor. He was a great man. He passed away uh, in January, but he had a saying. He never. He said, "There's no such thing as a stranger in this world. Only friends I haven't met yet." And then you know he had a good he had a good mentality about that thing. And I know John wants to take some calls from any of the listeners out there. So our number here at the station is seven zero one. 450-1424, and he wants to answer some questions, and he wants you guys to go out and root for the flicker tails tonight, right? Seven. Give us a shout. Come on. What time? What time is that? What time is the game tonight? Uh, Seven oh five. We're playing the Larks, I believe. The so Larks again? Is this little rival rivalry? So, uh, what's the what's the hardest standings? What are, you guys are in first by one game? I think one or one and a half, somewhere in there. <laughs> So you guys still be in first half tonight, even if you guys... Uh, I think we're doing chaplet service for the Larks tonight, boys. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> um, 
We'll take a short break. This is KLBPE LP 100.7 FM, The Club, and you're listening to Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse. All right, we got a book. Jesse. Yes. I'll bring him in the studio over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just record it onto the Mac. Works good. Uh, I gotta get you the password for that podcast too. Because you can like do it at any time and then just upload it. It's like you can order it in the order of this episode and stuff too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't like see the but one thing that it's weird is like it's not weird because I couldn't talk baseball to you guys because that brings up the childhood the childhood side of me anyway. But I mean like uh, like when we have guests like this because it's like little little to no you said you don't know nothing about sports, so you know. But you must know about the LA Dodgers, right? You know, just that they suck. <laughs> actually, they've been going to the World Series the last couple years. Oh, I don't know. They're actually really good right now. Yeah. Kinda like that about you though. Hmm? Kinda like that part about you though. What? Like, you know, like uh that the girly girl part being you know, like the sports things that because I <laughs> what else we gotta talk about? Just talk about like uh um I wanna know like their 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 heroes and like with their most highest achievement as so to, to date as as far as athletics go or they hope this brings you know it's asking these questions yeah you can ask me these questions either. okay um what their you know what's their highest achievement so far in athletics and um where they hope that their baseball raise them or at least it's giving them the opportunity to get an education you know where they hope to go further after that if they don't make it because not everybody makes it to major leagues i mean but they they're on the the showcase right now where they get a chance they got a chance you know but not the realistic out possibilities that they're not gonna make you know and that's gotta be a realistic thought in the back of their head so right. you know, do you hope you know to go to if you know which way talk you questions like that too okay. i can lead an interview on for, for hours but i mean it's just and then uh like goals you know career goals and who's who's your i mean who's your i mean who do you who do you look up to in, in baseball? Like, who's your favorite player? And um, stuff like that. I just, that's what you ask a kid. See, like, I almost made it to the Little League World Series when I was 13 years old. And I'm going to lead in with that with these guys, and then you can ask them questions, okay? Because that'll bring it forward, okay? Cool. You're so, you're so cool, Bobby. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, so. Just, you see how like now this is like 
only pauses when they get all lined up like that. That's how many ads it was running away. So these sweepers are getting like way off, man. There is no sweepers at here, so it's just when it's a stop or a pause, that's why I think. But Chris said he, we were looking at this a little bit last night before we left, and he said that he thought he, he, he said, I know, how, like he was talking about these auxiliary players right here, and then he's talking about like all of this right here. <laughs> he said, this is all you do is bring, he was showing me, he was making lists, and then he said, then he erased it. He said, that if I went that in, he said, I could put that in as a sweeper, he said. I said, well, that's, Welcome back, Bismarck. This is 100.7 FM, the club, and you can listen to us live on clubradiolive.com as well. And this is Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse. And we have three young men from the Flick, uh, Flicker Tales in the studio who they are in first place. And, um, you know, we got a couple of them are really humble. One of them is uh, really uh, just... <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking, guys. So, okay, I've grown up... Um, well, I actually played on a pretty competitive Little League team. We were one game from actually going to um, Williamsport, yes. We lost by one run in the last inning. But, you know, that was a dream for me. Even at that age, that was, like, one of the biggest moments of my life, playing in that game, you know. And um, it was a coaching error on our coach's part that we we almost we – should, we should have probably won that game, but, oh, who knows. But anyway – um, when you're a kid, that's kind of one of your first stepping stones. Then college baseball is your next one, or high school baseball, college baseball, you know, and so on and so on. And you know, you, you kind of just, you know, you want to be Babe Ruth in the backyard, hit the last home, the home run in the bottom of the ninth, or you want to be, you know, um, the pitcher that's striking out the guy. Either way, you're looking, you know, you have the moments and you play them over in your head as a kid, you know, in the sand lots out throughout the United States. I, you know, I did anyway with my friends. So growing up, you know. Did you ever think you guys would be playing college baseball? You get start? I for sure did not. Um, when I was in, I started playing baseball when I was three years old. I lied about my age so I could play. Um, and throughout that time, I was playing first base normally, not pitcher. And I was just an average player. And I tried starting pitching, and usually, you know, the coach is something yeah. to pitch. My dad is not a coach. <laughs> He's a sit on the, you know, sit on the sidelines and watch and yell at me. <laughs> I had the same kind of dad. Yes. And so I didn't really get the chance to pitch until I was about 13, 14 years old. And then uh, my first year, freshman year in high school, our JV game, the coach comes up to me and says, all right, if the starter you know, doesn't get out of the first inning, you go in. And I started game with five runs and didn't get one out. And I came in through five and a, five and a third, no, no runs, like one or two hits. And from there, my pitching career just began. Yeah, uh, so you were like, it was just an uh, all of a sudden thing that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it was, all, it was just like that day, it was like all the hard work I had made as a pitcher kind of like paid off. Yeah, see, and I, I knew what you're talking about by the coach's sons getting the uh, pitch, but I actually grew up, the reason we were one game away from uh, Williamsport was because we had, you know, the kid that I told you about, like Anthony Wall, we had three of them like like him in on our, our Little League team, so we, we had pitchers, you know. I was a middle relief guy and, and a shortstop when I was in, and so, I mean, I played the your guys' area. You got some questions for him, Jesse? Um, like, what are your, um, your goals, like, as, like, <laughs> I think what she means is, like, okay, so, like, you guys are, only a handful of people get to go on to play the next level. Yeah. 
you know, um, like football, basketball, sports, you know, like some of them, their people's career ends in high school. So you, you guys get to go a little further with that. But I mean, like the realistic possibility that not, and not everybody ever goes pro, but I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a possibility you guys are at that level, but beyond that, where you guys see your guys' goals, what's your guys' goals, first of all, in the future, how do you see the sport bringing you into maybe a different part of your life? Um, well, if it's not this sport, I'll just love to be involved in any sports. So you're, you want to do a, a career in sports somehow? Definitely. Just not even the own personal impact it had on me as a kid, but you can just tell there's so many children that just love sports. It brings, it brings you all, the, all these values, teamwork, responsibility, just brings you lifelong friends from the time you were four years old. I live in a really small suburb of Birmingham, so I played with the same group of guys from that time I was four to when I was 15 ready for middle school so yeah I mean we still have an uh, irreplaceable bond we all know each other each other's parents we can all go to each other's houses whenever we want and pull up so just for that and for my own kids I'll just love them to have that experience yes um and today you know uh today's society um the biggest thing I noticed is that kids are getting away from the all the outdoor activities the sports they're they're more connected to a computer screen or you know phone you know and I try to you know that's one thing one of my children, are, I kind of grew up in that phase, and then one of my other, t- my, my youngest one, I don't let him do that. I want him outside playing playing baseball, playing sports, and if uh, he's a character, his name is Cameron, and I can't wait to see him. He'll be here today. Um, so what about you, Dave? Uh, I mean, I would say kind of the same thing as Blake said. Like, I hope to play baseball as long as possible, whether that's here or go overseas after college and see the world and play more baseball. But then definitely be involved in sports in some way, either coaching the league or going back and coaching high school as a full-time job. So I just think kind of exactly what Blake said, that you learn lessons in sports that oh, yeah. are so meaningful and you can't learn anywhere else and you can't learn a better way. Integrity, teamwork. <laughs> Hard oh. work and being able to like just put your nose down and deal with adversity. And yeah, I mean, like, and it also helps you, you know, as a team, one of the things about being on a team is that you should be able to look to your teammates to pick you up. You know, like that's what you guys' job is. In fact, as relief pitchers, you're you're if the starter is like just you know having an off day, you guys are the ones that got to come in and pick up the you know pick them up. You know, and a lot I've seen the cases where you know the relief pitcher can come in and be. I mean, most of them, in most cases, like you guys said, you guys are already unsung heroes because you guys got to come in and because you guys don't come in in most ideal situations. You guys come in when you guys are down and out most of the time. Um, in other situations, you're coming in just because the 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 guy who did a good job. Might be uh, you know a little tired. You guys gotta come in and take take carry him on for you. But you guys are the guys that are just you know you guys' position. I really do like. It doesn't get a lot of glory in the in the in the pros, but it's a, it's an important position. Uh, what about you? Where do you think? Where do you see uh, your your career going? Uh, I mean, I'll take anything. I, any day I get to play is you know the greatest day of my life. Exactly. Um, but looking forward, if it doesn't work out, I'm trying to become a dentist. A dentist. Yes. <laughs> Oh wow, man! You really don't want people to like you, do you? What? <laughs> I guess not. I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing That's with you. Thing. Um, but honestly, every day I get to play baseball is a gift. Yes, it is absolutely, and that's a good attitude to have. I mean, just uh, you know, one of the things that we talk about, Jesse and I, is like you know where we're at in our lives. We always got to be humble, and we always got to you know we remain there because it means we're always open to growth and we're always le- willing to learn. And, uh, you know, the greatest thing in the world is to be able to do what you get to do as a kid, even into your adult years. So hold on to that as long as you can. I could understand why you guys would want to be playing baseball for the rest of your life because you get to be a kid, you know, 
that's where you know that's where the dream starts and uh you know i love sports i i, I was very 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 much involved in a lot of sports all you know i was a, a three-sport athlete um um, I was really good at basketball. I was actually pretty decent at baseball too. I could have played college baseball, but I, I chose basketball. So, who are you guys' idols? Who's your favorite player? Mine's Andy Pettit. Who? Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit? Andy Pettit? Mine would be Pedro Martinez. Pedro, I like Pedro. And you gotta go Trevor Hoffman, greatest Tre- pitcher of all time. Yeah, I like how you guys all picked pitchers and you guys are pitchers. If you ever hear a major league pitcher say who his favorite player is growing up, they're <clears throat> always a hitter. Really? Yeah, most of them. Like, Annie Pettit's favorite player growing up, I think he said was, uh, he was actually playing whenever he made the majors. In fact, I think it was like Wade Boggs or something like that. That's a, that's yeah, a tough that's one to give good. up. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that you guys all said pitchers. Because my favorite pitcher and my favorite player growing up was Dwight Gooden. Until he got in a lot of trouble. Huh? That was, that was my dad's favorite player growing up. Doc Gooden? from Long Island, so he was uh, 16 years old in 86. Yeah. When the Mets won the World Series, and he said that. Do you want to know why Doc Gooden? You want to know why Doc Gooden was my favorite player? Okay, so I had a bedtime of 9.30 when I was that age. I was, the, I was really young, and that was the first World Series I ever watched in my entire life on my own, and that's when I fell in love with baseball for the first time in my life. I mean, I was already playing t-ball and all that stuff and going through, like, Little League, but I watched... The first time I watched a major league game was the Mets versus the Boston Red Sox World Series, and uh, Doc Gooden won the Cy Young that year. I mean, he had he was on, he was at them days he was unstoppable before the drug addiction you know and all that stuff took him. But I mean, I was watching him pitch and I just remember how fascinated I was. He didn't even do good in the World Series either. He got lit up in the World Series after being the Cy Young and everything. But uh, I would sneak after. My parents would go to bed, I'd go back in the living room, turn on the TV, and I'd turn the volume all the way down, and I'd sit there with the blanket over my head and watch the games. And I remember game seven, when Buckner lost the ball through his legs, I jumped up and I was screaming through the house because the Mets won the World Series. And my mom and dad come running out of their bedroom, and they were like, what are you doing? I was like, they won, they won. And I was like 11.30 at night, and I was supposed to be in bed for two hours. But I got in trouble, but I got to watch. That was the very first World Series I ever watched in my life. So that was like a memory for baseball for me. You know, I have a lot of fond memories of baseball. And I, 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 I envy you guys a little bit because you guys, you know, I wish I was back there that in the you guys' years and made some different decisions than I did in my life. So, uh, you know, you guys are got, you guys seem like you guys got a uh, pretty good core group of people. How's your guys' coach? He seemed like a um, pretty decent guy when I talked the other day. Oh, they're the best. Yes? Um, head coach, uh, Kyle McKinnon. He Kyle McKinnon. McPherson College. I would be lying if I told you I knew where it's at and what division it is, but he uh, he came in, didn't know any of us, but just treated us like any other coach would. He respects us for the work we put in, lets us do our thing. So do the other two coaches, Brandon Kelly and Joey Gamachi. So, I mean, it's just a great group of guys with a great group of coaches. It's it's hard not to find this type of success we've had. Okay, your greatest memory as uh, growing up play, um Baseball. What's your personal one, and then one that you can that that you kind of look to in professional sports, college or professional? Um, mine was my first home run when I was seven years old. Everybody remembers seven that one. Seven and eight is when you start, you know, on a knee coach pitch. Yeah. And all of my friends were just hitting home runs left and right in games. The first one that I had was about halfway through the season. Only one I've ever had in my career. So. Oh, you are a pitcher for sure. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's one I, one I cling to most. 
Uh, mine would be so varsity baseball in California is a real big deal. Oh yeah, so I bet. My sophomore year, the first time I got a start on varsity was kind of pretty start. We were like already like in a constellation game in tournament, and just kind of threw me out there, and I threw a no hitter. Damn. And after that, I was like, okay, Wiley, like you're you're for good. So that was kind of big like turning point. In, Oh, yeah, that is. You throw a no hitter in high school baseball in California. That's 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 huge. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're you're on you're on the radar then. Yeah. Um, that that's what about professional sports? All. Um, as a Red Sox fan, I didn't really watch a lot of MLB growing up. It took a little bit for me to get into it, but I wasn't I, from Alabama. We don't have any pro sports teams. All we have is Double A for the White Sox, the Barons. So, I kind of am a loner for. Pro sports, I'd say I just travel wherever I want to go. Uh, when the Red Sox won the 2013 World Series and uh, watching David Ortiz and the ALCS hit, Big that, Poppy. hit that grand slam against the Tigers where the outfielder falls over the wall yeah. and the cop has his arms up, that's the one for me where I was just like, man, that moment's just got to be the craziest feeling ever. I know, and I, right? That's, I that's, you just get chills right? just thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I remember that game. I was watching that game as well. Um, I got to see Big Poppy when he was a twin. Can't believe the twins gave him away that easy. Um, I'm glad they did. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. Uh, what about you, Dave? And then I'm, I'm, John gets to do his. You know, he's got to be the finale. Yeah, he's the he's the, he's the, the, we got that. I mean, for me, San Diego, we're not blessed with a whole lot of winning. So <laughs> well, you got to realize we're in North Dakota. We don't have any professional team here, guys. So you guys are our professionals. Yeah, the Bison. Yeah, we got a Paul. We got yeah. a. We definitely got a, a dynasty there. But I mean, we don't. That's our professional team too. Exactly. You know, so I mean, you guys are you guys that believe it or not, that's what you guys kind of get. You know, this community look to you guys as like our professional team, and we enjoy watching you guys. I know I have a good time every time I go. So, what's your biggest moment as uh, as professional that you can remember? I mean, growing up, I always loved Trevor Hoffman, so I was there when he broke Lee Smith's save record, and like that was when like I really wanted to be a closer watching Trevor Hoffman. Like you have these Hoffman was tough, yep. Yes, Andy Pettit, but the cool guys to closer I always found. Yeah, it, he gets the fans going crazy. I, he's done the game, so for me that was kind of my inspiration my whole life. See the closers though, they kind of they're kind of prima donnas too. Though. They 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 have some they have some 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 issues, and uh, you know you look at John Rocker. I mean I loved him, but he was he was out there. Um, they're a little crazy. Mitch Williams, Wild Thing, yeah, oh, yeah. they're they're all out there a little bit. Goose Gossage is Goose Gossage, yes. Um, yeah, there was some good ones. Okay, what about you, John? Favorite mo- favorite moment, memorable, most memorable moment personally, and per- and. As a, you know, a professional moment that you can think of as far as sports goes. Yeah, as a player, it was actually my first home run, too. Uh, I was the youngest kid on my team, and we used our first game of the season in the All-Stars. So yeah. Like, World Series yeah. tournament, the first game of the season, I was hitting ninth out of nine. And it was third inning. We were getting per- guy had a perfect game going. But it was only, like, two or three innings. And I hit this ball, and I just knew, like, as soon as I swung. Like, I, that, that's the first one. You don't and even feel it, right? This guy, this guy was in center field, like on a lawn chair, sleeping, and I almost hit him. I almost. Um. Hit him. <laughs> I was thinking, it was how great would it have been if I just hit him? <laughs> See, that's not the way to think, but I mean, <laughs> you can't be yeah. during an all-star yeah. game. Not, not at all. <laughs> that was a wake-up call, right? That's what we And then, uh, as a fan watching, um, I like the Yankees, but I'm a Jets fan. They are my team. A I Jets. The New York Jets, yeah. I've oh been my. crushed by them for the last I was going to say, your, your heart just gets ripped out every year, right? <laughs> I think they're going to the playoffs, or they're going to do something they never do. But in uh, 2010, they played the Patriots at New England playoff game. And yeah. they have beaten the Jets every game I've ever watched. And I'm like, 
that please, if there's ever a chance, this is your time. This is your time. And the Patriots had won like 14 games going into the season. They were, they were, they were their year. And the Jets beat them in New England at Foxborough. And it was like really cold. And I'm just like, finally. Finally. And I really thought they were going to win the Super Bowl that year. Next week they lose to Pittsburgh. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think the Jets have won a Super Bowl since uh, the 60s or anything like that, right? 69 with the name of yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, we uh, um, we have a member of that team that comes to this church and uh, does a service here uh, twice a year. His name is Steve Thompson. He was, uh, I believe, a defensive end or no tight end on the that the the two Super Bowl teams that the Jets had with Namath. Yeah, I think I've heard that name. Yeah, he's a prophetic pastor out of Washington. He comes to this church uh, and does a service. actually he might be over at family camp this weekend because he was there last year. Like we got our family camp coming up this weekend, and I know Luke Coulter will be there. And we forgot to talk about that earlier, but. Uh, Steve Thompson was there last year. He might be there this year. I'm not sure. I'll have to check the rundown again. But, um, so, before we go, we've got about six more minutes, you guys. Now, I want to just talk about how you guys hope the rest of the season goes out. Because school's got to be starting pretty soon, right? Yeah, we're in, uh, you know, with the coronavirus situation going on, we're all in a little bit of a different situation. I have to be back August 30th to go in and get a test. Yeah. I'm... I have to get tested every three days. So, how, wow. be with the COVID thing going on, um, are you guys doing live classes at Alabama Birmingham? We are. Uh, masks are required on campus. Wow. Um, every class has to have an online option, and you're encouraged to only come to, like, one class a week. So, you know, I'm wondering where this was when I was in high school. No, I was like, <laughs> I mean, like, when I was in college, they were like, we're not going to, you know, you're in college. This is what they told me my first day in college. You're in college now. We're not gonna babysit you. We don't. You paid us to come here. We're not. We're not gonna tell you to come get to class. You guys are gonna come on your own. So I was like, oh, I don't have to come to class. I found out first semester why they they said that. Whenever I was on academic suspension, the second semester. But I mean, um, no. But I mean, like, yeah. Where was that in high school, right? Uh, what do you think about just your thoughts on the coronavirus thing? What is it's just a crazy time in the world right now? Yeah, it's unbelievable world we're living in right now. Yeah, that's why we need our faith. You know, yeah, um, a hundred percent. So for me, I'm in a little different situation now in California. So with the outbreaks that we've had, we went to all online classes for the fall. Okay. So I'll just be living up uh, by school, working out, doing kind of, I don't know what you would call it, like in, yeah, individual workouts. So our coaches aren't involved, but just kind of players working out all fall game ready for the season. So just praying that we have a season in the spring. And yeah, that's, that's the, the biggest thing, yeah. Because, like, you guys, this, this was this was a last-minute thing that you got together to come up here. You got, that was very fortunate because they, this was going to be canceled, too. So, I mean, and it's been a, it's been a fun experience all summer. Um, so what do you think of the coronavirus thing that's going on in the world today, and what are your thoughts with that? I mean, I'm not a scientist. I'm not going to tell you how to fix it, but just wear your mask and hope for the best. <laughs> I have my thoughts on the coronavirus. Actually, I've never worn a mask since it came up. We're kind of probing us. <laughs> but we're I, I, we're too level-headed. We're not the smart ones. So. Yeah, well, well, we're, you know, like, we're, we never, as athletes growing up, we never claimed to be the smart ones, right? Yeah. Um, I like to sneak up on people. <laughs> so what about you, John? What do you, would, uh, well, how's your, how's your uh, upcoming school season looking? Uh, my situation is kind of like theirs. I think this is all our last week, actually, here in Bismarck. Um, so August about seventh, I'm going down Kentucky. We have mixed, so some classes are just online, some classes are just live, but in class, uh, you know, just unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. This whole this last this whole year has kind of just been that. You know, yeah, it has been. It, it happens. Um, and just gotta move on, just grind. 
I mean, in this time that we're in right now, things are it's changing the world in different things, giving the world a different perspective, and it's changing us as a society. Because I mean, you know, we were talking about how kids should be out playing more, and and this is this is even preventing that because of the social distancing and stuff like that. But I mean, um, you know, this is the but this is the time in our in our society and in the world where we should actually be looking to lift each other up instead of you know what we've been doing in our lives and that's you know look for instance what happened you know where i'm actually i kind of consider home minneapolis with the george floyd thing and the riots and stuff you know um that wasn't that wasn't a proper way to handle things and that's why we leaders like dr martin luther king were rare you know like non-violent leaders and so you know in the times that we're having in the world right now, like you guys are actually one of the bright spots. So, you know, I really enjoy going to watch you guys and I'm glad you guys came into the studio. It's really nice to highlight you guys. And, you know, um, I hope to see you guys again soon. I hope you guys will have a really good, successful season, the rest of the season out. And I really, really uh, hope you guys do good in life. I mean, I hope, that, you know, you guys get to live that childlike dream forever, you know, because that's everybody's dream to have. A, if you get to do what you love for the rest of your life as from a child, because growing up, I wanted to be the next Magic Johnson or James Worthy. For real, that's, that's what I wanted to be, you know. And, you know, it just my my, my path took a different, uh, you know, in my high school years and teen years took a different direction. And, you know, it didn't work out. But, you know, uh, I like to, I'm impressed by young young men. And it was a pleasure to have you guys in the studio. And uh, you guys want to say anything to Bismarck before I let you guys go? Um, just with all the craziness, this will, I'm sure none of us will ever forget this summer. We'll tell our kids about this, you know. Bismarck really just opened up their arms when a lot of places weren't allowed 90 plus college baseball players to come in and play, and it's it's been nothing but a wonderful experience up here. Yeah, it's been, it's been wonderful having you. Perfect, thank you, and thank you to the city of Mandan too for hosting us all summer. We love you out there, and we'll see you at the water park. Nice. <laughs> uh, you know, just last six weeks I've been here, I've enjoyed every minute of it. You know, tails are hot, slide time. Shout yeah. out to Fred and Kelly, Mac Attack, all the guys out there listening. Uh, just have a great, great day, guys. All right. And you guys play tonight at 7, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. So if you guys want to go out and catch the Flicker Tales, uh, David, Blake, and John will be there tonight. Um, maybe one of them will get in the game even. <laughs> okay, David says he's going to be in the game tonight. Or that's Blake. Blake who said he's going to be in the game tonight. Um, we'll be right back. Bismarck, this is 100.7 FM, the club. And you're listening to Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse. Okay, we'll bring
call. I know that driver in front of you is not making wise decisions. Pray for them. They're probably having a bad day. Club Radio 100.7 FM. There's a future in hope. I see you. I feel like a little kid there talking with him, but yeah. I did. It brought me back with me, but it's like a, in any kind of sports interview you're gonna do, all you gotta ask the main main question to ask is who's your heroes growing up? What's your biggest moment? Because like they'll start talking about big moments like that. For me, like I remember that World Series. That was the first World Series I ever watched, and I was sneaking up. I and mean, back in the days, we used to have the TVs with the turn knobs in them, so I turned it to like Channel 13, and it was the Mets in the World Series. What happened? It just stopped. I froze up, wait, just go. I'm gonna go to mice. See you. Welcome back to Turn Up the Truth. You're listening to Chad and Jesse, and we just had three of the relief pitchers from Fill Your Tales. Yes, then young men from all over this country just, you know, living their childhood dream on. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's funny because we were talking about it, we had a little debate about integrity coming in, and in sports, you know, in today's sports uh, world, you know, when I was a kid, sports athletes and my heroes, no, no, they actually, there wasn't as a lot of the problems that you have in professional sports today. Like today, professional sports, I believe, this is one of the problems with professional sports is that they don't get to be kids long enough and play their, like, you know, through college. Like they, they want to throw money at these young kids in high school and they lost the integrity. Uh, you know, I mean, like, you throw $8 million at a kid who's 17, 18 years old who's never had that kind of money, they're not going to be responsible with it. Right. And I know, I wouldn't be. You know, and, and <laughs> that's what it comes with. It. When you get money, the, the subject of money has been something that's been coming up a lot lately. But, I mean, you have to have integrity when it comes to it. You know, you have to have integrity in, in just about area, all areas of life. You know, and it wasn't our intention to talk about integrity, but, you know, like, just to see the looks in these young men's eyes that were in the studio just now and i mean they're living their dream right now yeah that's pretty cool yeah and you know it's i enjoy watching people you know when they're having a good time you know they're just smiling just joking it's like they're they're like they're way on camp you know and and they're just playing ball you know and you have the you have the kid who uh is kind of like you know i'm the best but i mean there's always there's always a kid but you know you love that guy because you know he's got the confidence to go in and take that game over if he wants right you know the other guys are just uh like Blake, he he he's just loving it up because you know he knows he's you know he knows he's uh he's very lucky. He said to be playing. Yeah, you know a lot of play, people don't get to play beyond high school. Right. Some people don't. Some people don't even make it into out of junior high with their athletic career. Right. So I mean to get to play at a college level, that's means you're in a, you're you're in a little, little bit of elite class, even if it's a small college. Mm-hmm. And then uh, very few get a chance to play play to play sports for the rest of their life as their profession. You know, and so. You know, when I see young men like that, and when I go to the ballpark, especially when we do chaplain service over there, and I see these young men just excited, laughing, joking around, and, you know, the thing about it is, is like all of them, what I noticed most about the people that are in this Larks thing this year, this season, was uh, the ones that are really, really pressing into their faith and in need of prayer, they come ask for it. Really? They come talk to you, and they're just like, can you know, hey, chaplain, can we talk to you? And then they'll pull you off to the side, and they'll ask you, and they'll just tell you what they're going through. That's cool. And, you know, it, it just brings me back to when I was that age. I didn't do stuff like that. You know, so that just tells you integrity, man. They got the integrity to know that, they, you know, we're a long ways from home and there's something going on. I need to talk to God. You know, they they want to press into God in certain situations, you know. And, and um, I was really 
happy that I ran into the Flicker Tales coach uh, that the other day and asked him if he could send me a few of his players, and um, I'm glad he sent them three. Yeah, they were really nice. Because uh, really nice guys. They the thing about that is is because the relief pitcher in baseball. Now I know you're not a sports person. <clears throat> no. it, it's it's like. Okay, uh, how would I compare it? It's like the uh, less, it's the least glorified and least, well, the, people don't become superstars because they're relief pitchers. They don't right. become all-stars because they're relief pitchers. It's it's an unappreciated spot, but you got to think about the spots that they come into. Yeah, they're obviously necessary. Yeah, yeah. well, see, like, okay, so how baseball is played, I'm going to explain this to, because, you know, my, my <laughs> co-host is not not a sports person, but so I'm no. just going to... Okay, so baseball is played in nine innings. It's a nine inning game. I know that, Chad. Okay, okay, you know more than baseball. I just I've I'm, seen baseball games, bro. Okay, well, you just said you're not that's uh, sporty. Person. I don't, I don't know much about baseball. Okay, so in baseball, you usually have a rotation of starting pitchers, which right. means that's your dominant arms, your guys that you want to go to your aces, you know, your best pitchers. It's usually a rotation of five or six guys. Sometimes you'll throw in the seventh one just to give the guy an extra day of rest with his arm because you don't want to, you know. But they'll throw most of your games throughout the year. As a starter. And um, in most cases, like if you got a couple of really good dominant starters, they're going to be in the game till probably seven, eight innings. And then you're going to bring in what you call a closer, a relief pitcher to pitch that last inning. Right. Because he's fresh. He's got the arm. He's, you know, he hasn't been pitching eight innings. So he's, right. he's got full strength. You throw him in the nine to save, to save the game if you're winning. Hmm. Now, what relief pitchers, middle relief pitchers coming to do is usually because if the starter got lit up, they're coming into a situation where the game they're already down six seven runs. Okay. And in baseball, that's a, that's like a lot. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. So I mean, they're coming into a situation where they're already coming into the ch- the cards are against them. The chips are down. Situation, you know, like we've all been in them situations in life where we take a, we take away. Uh, this is why I like sports comparisons because I mean, you can relate to any area of your life that you could possibly think of because right. these guys come into areas of lives, you know, into areas of their their competitions and their games where there are the odds are already against them. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's stressful because, you know, you're coming in to expect to perform and you're coming in to, that's like telling me, okay, I, I want you to start for me today, but we're already going to spot the other team five runs before you get to start. Mm-hmm. You think I'm going to be enthusiastic about that? No. I'm, I'm already back. I'm already down. You know, so I, I ain't gonna look. I ain't gonna be too enthusiastic about going into that game. But these guys got to do it. They got to put it together, right. and they got to take that team to the next. Keep the team positive and take them to the next. How many innings to get them to the end of the game? Even if they do lose, I mean, he, they tried their hardest. You know, right. And um, so I said, it's not a position people want to play or even or wish they have to play, but they're an important position. They're necessary, right? Because the starter. Is usually the guy if he gets lit up, he's he doesn't, <clears throat> hit, you know. Starters got kind of like their their head cases sometimes, right? You know, they're, and they're prima donnas sometimes. So I mean, they got you know they know they're they're if you're a starting pitcher in sports, you or in baseball, you're you're one of the better players on the team because it means you got you know you got you got a really good arm first of all. <clears throat> but I I just like to compare that to life. Like there's a lot of people who don't get that head start in life or don't have that equal starting point in life, but there's still people who've excelled through it. Right. You know, um, there's people who grow up in this country with less than poverty, like conditions. I mean, like you would, in conditions you probably wouldn't see in like Guatemala or in places like that, that have excelled through it. Right. You know, and um, 
so I just like the fact that they were in here that the positions that they played was even better because like you know it gives you you know they're upbeat they're happy they don't think that there's nothing wrong you know with their positions they, they in fact they they were pretty happy to be playing the positions they are I know my attitude as a kid growing up with sports because I was competitive very competitive your whole family's competitive <laughs> Jeez. uh we just a little bit uh, a lot of it yeah you noticed that right away yeah yeah, don't ever, what was it, beanbag? Don't yeah. ever play <laughs> with his family. Jeez. Uh, Cornell. Oh, man. <laughs> I just felt the pressure the minute that I picked up those beanbags. Well, that's fun, though. We had fun, though. <laughs> they kept getting mad because we were like, what, what's he? Uh, I, that was, I, was, I was clutch, see, I was like a middle reliever, you know. Uh, but like my... All my nephews and kids were playing basketball, you know. Now, and I even played a few games with the kids. But every time I, every time anyone threw anything, there was always like someone had to say something. You yeah, know? there like, was a crowd watching it. Even. Yeah, it was really lots of pressure. <laughs> no, not pressure. We're just having fun. No, I felt the pressure. You felt the pressure. <laughs> there was no pressure. I didn't. Ex- you know, I wasn't expecting like us to. You, I just want to have fun. You don't understand me. It's because you grew up in in that kind of environment. Like yeah. when it's competitive like that, there's a lot of pressure. I didn't like it. Oh, well, see, the thing, I wasn't even trying to be competitive. I just, like... It wasn't you, Chad. Yeah, I know. It was your family. <laughs> well, but, I mean, but I... you're naturally that way because of that problem. But I just was having a good time. I didn't... Yeah, expect Win or lose, we were just gonna... I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I come from a competitive family, though. You're right. But competition is good sometimes, but not all the time. It can be healthy in doses, but yes, not all yes. the time. I agree. And that's where you gotta find balance in life, and, um... And sometimes you got to excel out of them in situations you get put in where it's you, the cards are down and the everything seems to be stacked against you. Like uh, this young lady we met and we're ministering to, you know, sometimes you just need that person to believe in you and have a little bit of faith in you and then can turn your whole life around. Yeah. And that's what God does with us. He, we, he uses us to do that, to be the inspiration for whole, you know, for people. Like I said to these young men, they're, they're, they're our, our idea of professional sports, you know, and they, they don't look at it that way. They, they're thinking, that, well, you know, this is their chance to be highlighted and springboard to the next level because it is. It's a stepping stone for them. Right. And, but, and they don't think of themselves as pros, but here's the community that, the, that is watching them. They look up to these guys, and, right. they, you know, and they got some little young guy. I mean, it was just, it happened the other day, and I used to hear this at Major League Ballparks when I go watch the Twins when I lived in Minneapolis or wherever, I was, when I would see, catch a Major League game. Where you would hear the little young guy say, "Oh, there's number forty-seven. He's my favorite player, and I want his autograph." Right. You know, we were we were walking out, and I heard a little boy tell his dad, "Hey, there's number five, Dad. Can you we get his autograph?" And I bet you the number five. Did, I mean, I'm sure they signed a little bit of autographs this summer, you know, from little kids. But because that's to that number five, to that little boy right there, number five is his idol right now. Right. So you got to be good stewards of of that position. You if you got little kids watching you, you got to hold yourself with integrity. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, you got to just always be mindful of uh, what you're doing, what you're saying, how you hold yourself, how you present yourself, because you're in the spotlight now. Right. And uh, that's kind of something that, you know, that's my idea of integrity, just always trying to, it's your morals. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's how you treat the next person and how you go about your day. And, and um, you know, I know I've been in places in my life where I would, I was down and out, and if it wasn't for someone who had some integrity that just kind of reached out to me and gave me a help, and I mean, and I wasn't asking, I never asked, because I had a hard time asking for help. I still do, and um, 
you know, it's something I'm getting better at when I, I need it, but it's, it's something that we all should be able to have the integrity to help somebody when they need help. You know, I mean, not everybody wants to be that person, and it's it's tough, like you said, it's tough to do. Mm-hmm. And when I first started ministering to people, I didn't know what I was doing, but I want I, I was one of them people that wanted to save the world right away. You know, I wanted I had a house full of homeless people, and I'm just like feeding them, and then all of a sudden my stuff started missing, and I was like, okay, Kurt, what am I, what am I doing? Well, you gotta have some boundaries, you know. First of all, <laughs> uh, you know, right. but I mean. I was just, I was new to it, and then I just knew that I wanted to help people, and I just didn't know how to do it. I had to, it was trial and error process for me, but I mean, like, uh, you know, I I got a good little, I got a way of doing things now that kind of seems to work, and if it does, you know, if it, I see a mistake or an error in the way I do things, then I try to, you know, correct it, and I talk to the guys that I help, or, or I talk to the people I help, and so, you know, you know, on a, like, a pretty personal level. You know, and I tell them I'm, I'm proud of them, or you know, when they're doing good, and I, you know, that I love them, that they got, that I always be there for them, that they can call me whenever they want, no matter what. Because there was a guy in my life that did that, a couple of them, and you know, they still, you know, they're both gone. A couple, or most of them are gone, but I have people like that today yet too. Yeah, we need people, you know, yeah. to keep us accountable and to. Remind us of who we are when we're starting to doubt or, you know, run into setbacks or opposition. Not only that, just to be, sometimes we don't, you know, we don't need that person to be, uh, we just need somebody to listen to sometimes, or to listen to us, or just show some interest or show, show some kind of care and love for us. That, right. That means sometimes just sitting with a person, listening to them, and asking them how you can help them. Right can make all the difference in the world. It could change, it could change their attitude for that day, and that might have changed their attitude. You know, from, They might have went and did something later that day that you changed out of their mind that would have affected the rest of their lives. True. I mean, and there was you know, many a times where people have sat down with me just in passing that I don't even remember. Maybe it's been the only time I talked to them. I think I mentioned a young man about the rain that one day when we talked for 45 minutes underneath a, a apartment eve this about life and we were both homeless and um you know he didn't know where my mindset was at that day but you know just that conversation with him actually put me in a better place for that day and it got me out of where i was at which was a very negative place we'll take a short break bismarck we'll be right back this is 100.7 fm the club and you're listening to turn up the truth with chad and jesse It's a pretty good show. This ministry is designed to create a safe place for people to find mm-hmm. support. You look tired. I am. I need to go to the walk-in before I go to work, which I don't want to take Sarah with me to work. Right. You don't have to take her to see. But just go with me. Out. No, I have to take her to see Kathy, though. Just, oh, you can just take her up there to see Kathy. I know. And Kathy will walk up and say, hey, Kathy, this is going in, tell her right out. Just say, I got to go to the clinic. Yeah. This is Sarah. And if you have any questions, give Kathy your number. Well, Kathy, I'm sorry, number. Just say, call me, and, you know, and then she'll have you sign up paper for and then Kathy will walk her through just ask Kathy if she's got what's going on with it? I did this is because we're losing our we're losing our um, memory memory we don't have no memory look it's full you see that little thing that's always running on there mm-hmm. these there's people that come in here loading this stuff up man for real really yes so I guess we're gonna have to go right back and <laughs> we'll hand up 
Welcome back, Bismarck. <laughs> I bet you missed us. Oh man, so you know, we've adopted this uh, radio station and um, this dinosaur. And yeah, a lot of uh, what we're dealing with as far as equipment and computer programs. I mean, it's been it's been going like on autopilot for years, and so. Um, no, for months it just got the time. Time just got back up like last fall. So, but I mean. Oh. But the equipment is, like, old. That's what I mean. It's yeah. been, like, yeah, it's old. So there's, like, no memory on the computer. There's just, you know, old programming. Um, yeah, so our computer's kind of glitching out right now. <laughs> and we are in need of some new equipment. So. Yeah, and, you know, we're, we've got some fundraising in the works. We've got um, some cool contests. Um, actually, if you want to give them a little sneak preview, so, or a little idea of what's going to be posted soon, and you can right. get them excited about it. Um, so, another part of um, the club radio station is we have a production studio. And so, um, there's a sound room, there's um, like editing and production, like programming and equipment, and basically anyone uh, can come in and record... Um, they can record their own music, um, and basically we have decided to start a contest so that, um, local and maybe not so local talent can come in and record a song and then we will rotate it for a month on our station here on 100.7 and um, we're gonna have a, a platform a website where you can um, basically if you like a song if you like one of the local artist songs you can donate some money to that song and so over the month of August we're gonna have um, different songs playing from different artists that you might not have heard before um, and we want you to go online and vote. Well, how it's going to work, actually, the month of August is what we're taking for submissions. We're going to use 30 days to do submissions. Okay. And then in September 1st, they're going to all run in, in, in a sequence on our, on our station. So oh, okay. they'll get the equal amount of play time. Right. And we're gonna, like Jess said, there'll be a platform for you to go on to from any one of our social media sites and stuff like that to vote for a song and how you vote is by donation. So if you like a song a lot, donate more, and then you get more votes. Right. And at the end of 30 days, whatever song has the most, has raised the most money, right. gets a record deal. Right. And they get two shows that are going to be at highlighted events, and, you know, and they get to be put on platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and stuff like that. It's, all, it's still being in the works. It's still some details to be worked out and stuff. But yeah, but we're putting out the word now for anyone who, I mean, if you know someone who's been looking for a chance to get get noticed and get heard, um, and they have clean music because we have to promote... It's got to be clean. Clean music. It's got to be clean. It can't glorify... Um, Addiction, uh, alcohol, uh, any, uh, violence. Um, violence, anything like that. So, I mean, yeah. it could be secular. It doesn't have to be Christian, but it has yeah. to be clean and non-violent in nature. Yes. And there's a lot of songs. That, I mean, just do your best, man. Come up with some creative stuff because music, uh, you know, like a uh, wise young lady told me one time, music are the words for, that God speaks to your soul. Right, right. And so, I mean, like... Um, yeah, our computer is just like shot. Anyway, I don't know why I went off on that one, but uh, yeah. So guys, get excited about this uh, this contest we're having because you know we're gonna look for submissions from not. I mean, like 
you don't have to live in the Bismarck land and you can be oh, in yeah. Santa Cruz and whoever whoever listening coverage I mean we I mean anybody online whoever sends it in it'll get the same amount of playtime and here's the nice thing if you guys need to record it we have a studio here and if it's for the contest we'll let you have that free recording time but I mean you gotta get you gotta schedule a time to come in here and do it yeah and um and and it'll be just for the one song for the contest yes and uh so I mean yeah, get your best out, Bismarck and uh, Mandan and everywhere else, and see what you got. I mean, our address here is at uh, at, at the. I'll get the, I'll get that out to. You. I'll get that out to you here real shortly with the address where you can send your 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 files to if you're gonna send it through the mail to us to J- Chatter Jesse at Turn Up the Truth at KLBPE Bismarck. Uh, yep, we'll be right back. Is it gonna freeze up on you? It is again already. Did you play? I did. Dang it. See? Ah, what's going on with this thing? Did you mute our mics? Yeah. Welcome to we're still registering. Look at mine still registering. It's on mute. What the heck? Doodle chop. Doodle chop. What is he, uh. What is our address? A new song here? I don't know. It's playing now. It should be playing now. That's what I wanted was the address for new song because they could send. That's where they're going to have to send their files for Club Radio. We need to upgrade this. I got to go upgrade this stuff today. Mm-hmm. I agree. Programming. So I want that Parado DJ audio. Radio DJ, whatever you want to call it. Because this stuff here, last time they made an update for this thing was 2014. Yeah, it's too long. Yeah, it's like this, P-R-T-O. This is how it is. Then it says the same thing, audio DJ behind it. You need to restart the computer or what? I, I can. Dead air. Judo chopsticks. Anyway, um... That was fun, man. I had fun interviewing. I could have probably talked to them for about an hour, half hour. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing about boys. You know, our little, especially boys are are men and boys that have athletics is a part of their life. It's 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 something that you know. My every kid has that. You know, you're sitting in the backyard. That was me and Corey. He was a pitcher. I was the hitter, and we'd sit in the backyard, and he was like, he was the the guy who was gonna get the last strikeout. And I was the guy that was going to hit the last second home run to win the game. Hmm. And he won 50% of the time, and I won 50% of the time. But that was it. He pitched me the ball, and I, if I missed it, then he, you know, he'd jump up and down. That, but that's what we used to do. That little field right across the road from our house right there, that's where we used to do it. Yeah. We'd be out there. He pitched, and he was a really good pitcher. Actually, he was kind of untouchable. He was one of the ones that, that nobody could hit whenever we, we, we went in. We almost went to one, little, like, we're one game away from Williamsport. Yeah. That's like 13. That's like the... That's like the pinnacle, man. That's like the Little League World Series. That's what right. you see on TV. The kids playing on TV when you see them play baseball. That's in Williamsport. Mm-hmm. We're one game away from that, and we're just like, <clears throat> been so cool. Wasn't well, that's all right. It was, it was still experience. Yeah. Even just that right there right, was a memory. To, yeah, and I used to sleepwalk as a kid, so I slept sleptwalk out of my hotel room that time, and I was sleeping in front of the bus, underneath the bus and tires. 
that's where they found me the next day. They couldn't find me all day. They were calling cops, everything, because they couldn't find me in a hotel. Here, I was sleeping in the bus, like in the parking garage, like in front of the bus, on the ground with a blanket and a pillow. <laughs> yes, that's how we used to sleepwalk. I'm not even lying. Did you take your blanket and pillow with you? I don't know. That day I did. Okay. They were like, the coaches were like, where is he at? And then they, were, they, they said, I don't know, we walked out of here. They, and so they found out I slept walking. They were laughing because it's when they were walking up the bus, they did call the cops and everything, like a missing person. Uh-huh. Thing. <laughs> and here I was sleeping in front of the bus. Uh-huh. In the parking garage. Crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. You still do that? Once in a while. Sleepwalk? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Not often, but... You know, I'll, I'll get up and I'm like, I'll be looking at you when I'm doing it. Like, my eyes are open. Yeah, I know. I've seen people do it. It's creepy. It's almost like a different person. I've seen people do it too. Like, I'm like, is that how I look whenever I'm in there? Like, yeah, you just look like you're just in a zomb- zombified state. It's crazy. Or she's sitting down there or she take off? I think she's going upstairs. She's not supposed to be roaming around, though, like with the kids and stuff. That's one of the things she's supposed to know, like, during the, the business days. Like, she's either got to stick to the bus or to that little lobby area over there up front mm-hmm. she's not supposed to go past refuel that way that was Carl was the rules because that's when Carl had his shorts down you know he's passed out in the meeting room that's the Carl rule Carl rule that's the Carl rule that was so funny though because we were getting ready to go in that meeting and there's like Kurt stops Carl he opens the door <laughs> like right down the ear like no socks it was funny Mm, Carl, Carl. What are we going to do with Carl? Just love him. What are you going to do? He looked good, though, yesterday. He looked healthy. He looked, you know, he had his color back. He didn't look, like, white and gray. Let's see, he was starting to look a little gray. You know how, like, drinkers, I didn't notice that about them until, like, their skin get ye- gets yellowish, grayish, you know, looking whenever they drink too much. Jaundice. Jaundice, yeah. The dehydration, I suppose, huh? It's jaundice. It's the liver. Is that what it is? Yeah. See? Okay. I learned yeah. something new today. I guess there's something you can learn every day. Judo, stop. There it is. Don't play. Unmute it. It is unmuted, huh? It is unmuted. Oh, I'll say about this. So, we Bride Plugger Ministries. Yes. I'm going to... Text that coach back and say thanks for sending them. It was a pleasure having them young men on. Um, I really appreciate it. Huh? I said I will. Oh. Because yeah. I got to get, I got to message the locks. Yeah, I probably didn't go to the game tonight. I probably didn't do traffic service tonight there anyway. So. Yeah, actually, Kenzie and Cameron will be on your connection. But, uh, I have something to bring about. Or, well, she has a relative that's coming down to Bismarck so soon. I don't know. I don't have to open them up, that worked out. Let's go. So it is. My little, my little, I think the camera will be in the studio with us like a, a day or two in the morning. Tell her, you know, you can sit out there with that, but I love him coming and chopping on the radio a little bit. He likes talking on the mic. He just likes the way he can hear his voice today. That's why, like, you're sitting there, hello, that one day. Like, you're listening to, you know, whenever I had him. How did he sound on the air? He sounded great. Did he? He was cute. Next week, I have some course in the class. We gotta get those done. Trail. Let them recorded? Yeah, I got them recorded. 
Yeah. This is John David and Wiley. You listen to 100.7 FM, the, the, the club, and turn up the truth to Chad and Jesse. I gotta do three different things. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. They go this, one was like, this is, this is David, John, and Wiley. And then like, and you're listening to 100.7 FM, and then the other one said, turn up the truth to Chad and Jesse. Yeah, so they, they all got a chance to talk. But you know, John wanted to do the most talking. Yeah. They were teasing when you gotta go so I go, which one is the prima donna? I said, it's the first thing I said, what I meant. They all started laughing. They pointed point, point at the John, he's like, I suppose that's me. He goes, They're cute. Because you know, like the prima donna, that means like stick at it. Like, um, you ever watch the Summer Catch with Tra- Charlie, Freddie Prince Jr.? He'd be like the guy that they call Rocket on there. The, has the flashy jewelry. The, you know what a prima donna yeah. is, Chad. Well, he's the one who just. <laughs> Okay, what do you, okay, never mind. <laughs> How was the Prima Donna a little bit? I can see that. Huh? I can see that. I just, I wasn't, yeah, I was a Prima Donna. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna try to downplay that I was a Prima Donna. Because I, uh, I mean, I was cocky. I just like, I just tell him, give me the ball. I'm playing with more. We're just telling Um, then we can run down our ministries and everything else, talk about a, lot, a couple of things, and then. Tomorrow we have nobody. We'll highlight the house coming in on Friday. Bruce Carlstrom coming on Wednesday. That's a good week, but spread out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I kind of like that. Then we have Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know. And, um. Hey, you know what? He's back! Where you been? He never goes anywhere. He hasn't been talking to me for a few days. That doesn't mean he's gone anywhere. You're needy. I am. You grow up my whole life not thinking you love you. You become needy whenever you want, when you want to be loved. Or well, not when you want to be loved. When someone says they love you, you become needy of that. I don't know. Maybe not. I just know, uh, I'm, yeah. I got him all day, every day. I talked to him. I was yelling at him yesterday. Where are you at? I need you right now. That's how I talked to him, though. I talked to him like, I mean, like, you know. He's like, man, I need you. I mean, I cuss sometimes, too. I know, I heard. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I, I just like when I'm on the phone. Like my daughter, like she's cussing at me now. She's like, man, going and that's, that's not good. You know, I don't want the reason to be the reason she cusses for anything ever. And don't worry, I can cut and edit these things. So like anything on that podcast, because like me and Jeremy were like talking about like something that like Jeremy was saying something, something about. And I'm like, man, you probably don't want that on the podcast. I told him I did. So I can cut and clip and edit over before I publish them. And then I can put commercials in between them, and I got an intro too, and then you can put like a little song intro or something too, so it's pretty cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got like Divine Favorite Star Stars off, you know, everywhere I go. He's gonna keep me safe, you know, and then just a little tiny clip, and then 
I got an ad for like an anchor. It asks you to record your first ad on there because you can add ads or you can look for ads to play during your podcast. And Anchor FM is the podcasting app. So it asks you to do one and they said, you can, we'll pay you to do one of our ads during your podcast. That's the company that we're using Anchor FM. So it's just like, it has you read a script and you just record it and then you say like that and it says publish your, publish to ads and then it's saving your ads and you can plug it in anywhere between segments. Pretty cool, I guess, I've learned a lot about that. I was gonna tell you, Anchor FM, you can get it on your phone. Then, then just I'll give you the login info because it's turned to Chad and Jesse and I'll make you an admin and you can, then you can upload your testimony, put ads in between them because we get paid for that. It's not much, but we paid for it. More listeners, more money. I'm not a bum item. I, what do you mean? The God will, the Lord will provide my very first sermon, man, was 72. When I was sitting lost in the hotel, or lost in the hotel, lost in the church, you know, I should still remember that day. I'll never remember, I'll never forget that day, man, because like, that's when I knew God was real, for real. I mean, I knew what had just happened, but I mean, like, he, like, basically confirmed where my mind was at. That's when I knew he was, like, I knew he, like, I knew he cared about me, not that he wasn't real, I just knew that he cared about me. So I'll never forget that, certainly, even though it was, like, not the church I wanted to, I would belong to or thought I I knew I got with him where I was supposed to. But I went to that church for a few times after that. Yeah. So I ended up here. Seven FM. You can lead us in. Welcome back to Turn Up the Truth. With Chad. And Jesse. So we've had a different kind of Monday today. Um you know what we forgot to do? We forgot to talk about all of the cool things that are going on here at New Song. What? I didn't know anything was on here at New Song. I was <laughs> in his basement. I didn't know. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Sometimes I struggle with, like, things like codependency and... Anger. Anger. I know. It's a big one. You know, I heard about this place at the, actually, actually here at the church on Friday nights. You should check it out. It's called CR Celebrate Recovery. And, um, do you know what that is? Yeah, it's a Christ-centered, faith-based, um, 12-steps, uh, kind of thing. So, basically, uh, if you come at, like, 6.30, they have a meal and opportunity for fellowship. Usually, Ed is cooking it, but I guess we're gonna have someone else because he's He's been on the road. Ed, what are you doing to us, man? Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna miss his cooking. Anyway, uh... (laughs) You can come get some meal fellowship at 6.30 to 7. And 7 is large group, which is uh, everybody goes into a worship center. We do a testimony or a lesson for that evening, do some worship music, get in the presence, you know. And then at 8 o'clock, we go to our gender-specific small groups, which is uh, we get out where we're dealing with. And, you know, we get to help with like, some... It's like group therapy. It's yes. awesome. You get some Christian, good Christian insight. You get some, you know, and actually... The, you're not there to give anybody insight. We're not there to fix anybody, but it's just good to get people to get to, it out. Yeah, and then if you ask for advice, usually you get some pretty solid advice. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you'll get a couple different. You know, mo- most time they align pretty good. You know, and so it's a, it's 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 an amazing program. It helps. It's helped me a lot in my life, and uh, it's something that I know I will continue to probably utilize probably most of my life because you know that's a good place to go. It's a good place to start. I love. I like it. It works for me. Yes. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, we were talking about these young men being superheroes in the community and their idols because they're like what the little kids look to as like professional sports, you know, like they, you know, they want these guys' autographs and these guys are just, they just think they're having fun, you know, they're playing, but we'd have a real bunch of heroes in our community. For instance, we got a guy by the name of Jim Ardenhardt, who is the Dream Center, um, um, who is the 501C on the Dream Center, but the Banquet and Adopt-A-Block, which yes. runs out of uh, New Song Church here, and he does food distribution for needy families uh, throughout the cities of Bismarck and Mandan in, in partnership with Green, uh, Great Plains Food Bank and uh, the Banquet. And Jim, Lisa, and Karen are all over the place uh, I can run on a few New Song Church on Thursdays, uh, Jeanette Myrie on Wednesdays. They're at uh, South Central, which you'll see me there on Monday nights. And um, Friday nights, they're at Tatley Meadows. I'm missing Tuesday. I'm not sure. Old Order Mandan on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And Saturday, I'm not quite sure. I've never served on a Saturday one, but I mean, I'm, I can't remember the, where they're at. But just if you go on a New Song's platform, you'll be able to see all the locations in time. And it's usually from 4 to 6. Yep, and you can just look up Adopt-A-Block, too. Yes. And find all that information. And um, so if you're, you know, with the craziness in the world today, everybody can use a little extra to make ends meet. So don't be too proud to go get the help or, you know, that's what they're there for. They're very kind, inviting, friendly people, and they're doing amazing things. And God's definitely got his hand in their lives. And so, and uh, also, I'm going to put it out there. If you see Karen, ask her for prayer. Um, She is a prayer warrior. Yes, she is. And she loves to do it. So don't be afraid. Um. So, yeah, if you need more info, just go on the New Song platform. We also have men's, bu- or not men's Bible study. We have a Bible study here at 630 Wednesday nights with Pastor Michael Everson right yeah. here in the, the foyer at New Song Church, 630 at Wednesday nights. Uh, the New Song Owls for our elderly, the community that want a Christian group, is meets on Sundays at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Cole is one of the leaders of that. Uh, he's he's actually not an owl, though. He's, like, really young. Oh, no, yeah. But he's, <laughs> he's, I like Cole, man. He's, like... Um, oh, he gave me the unfortunate news that he has to delay his show that he was going to have on the radio with us, too, for just a, for a couple months, he said, or maybe a month or two, he said, because he couldn't get the commitment from his friend that was going to do a show with him. So, All right. Um, you know, uh, it's a real pleasure to know the people that are in this church and this church family we have, because it, we are a family here. Yeah. And we, 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 we try to look out for each other and pick each other up when we're all, stu- when we're struggling with anything. And, you know, um, yeah, we got... Just about every type of uh, of personality and every type of uh, area of life that people have probably experienced right here in this church. And, you know, um, I just like how we all just kind of look out for each other, you know, and we just kind of talk amongst, you know, we talk all our problems with our church family. We just try to help other people. And this is, this is a great atmosphere. I love this church. So you should come check out a service here on Sundays. At, right now we're doing out there service at 10 o'clock. You could sit in the auditorium as well, but... Um, you know, usually get a pretty good message delivered. You know, we got an amazing pastor, Mr. Kurt Chafee, my my friend and mentor. Um, you know, so yeah, I really like it here. Is there anything else going on here that we got going on? We have so family well? camp coming up. It's actually this week, so that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We're gonna be out at Crystal Springs. And there's still spots open, people. Um, so we uh. Just all you do is contact New Song, and I, I think the, there's a sign-up sheet even on the platform on New Song's website. We do have an app, too. You can download the New Song app, and everything is on that. So um, if you want to stay in the in the, in the the loop on what's going on here at New Song, that's a good way to do that. It's also a way to donate to any of the ministries that are going on here is if you would like to do that or get involved as far as service and volunteer work. Yeah. 
it's a good platform. Just check it out. Download the app. Check out the website. Call the call the church. Call the radio station. We'll get you in touch with whoever you need to be t- in touch yes. with. Yes. And so uh, I mean, like, cause you know, right now, like I said, with the craziness in the world today, people need to help people. We need to be helping each other. We need to be lifting each other up instead of you know all this other stuff that's going on where you know pointing fingers and stuff like that. And I, you know what? Who cares where it came from? Let's just get it solved. Right. You know, it, there's no point in pointing fingers back and forth. Let's just get it figured out because our our society needs that kind of leadership they need exactly. people they need people to you know step up and be you know caring not just sit there and put a put a finger because you're not solving anything by sitting there arguing about it right you know the best the best action is action not not sitting there uh well he did this or that you know right so uh you know i wish most of our leaders in in, in certain areas would just kind of realize that we need we need to, a big change in this world and they gotta step up so i'm challenging them to step up oh challenging challenging what about this contest we're having? The music contest? Yeah, what about that? Oh, so, I mean, if you are, um, if you're an artist, like a musician, or you have a band, or if you know anyone um, who's trying to get their music out there and they are interested in uh, being a part of our contest where they could potentially win um, a record contract with, what is it? Club Radio. Club Records. Club Records, I'm sorry. Club Records. Um, and Christian Capital. And Christian Capital Records. And so we will be accepting entries. Um, if you have something already recorded, you can submit it um, to any one of our uh, social media platforms. Probably uh, contact us through Facebook at uh, Turn Up The Truth with Chad and Jesse. Um, you can also email it to us at theclub107 at gmail. Dot com. Um, you can you can uh, also find us on Instagram at the club one hundred seven FM, or even on Twitter at the club one hundred seven FM one. We're also um, available on Spotify and iTunes on Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse. It's a podcast, but you can leave us messages also on that platform. You can message us directly actually on that platform, um, and that podcast gets directly uploaded right after the show. So it's uh. It's another way to contact us, Spotify, iTunes, um, Turn Up The Truth with Chad and Jesse. Yeah. So. But yeah, we got a case of the Mondays. We had three young men in here that were, um, you know, inspira- I mean, I, I love watching when when young men are just pursuing their dreams, especially when in athletics. I mean, I'm, I'm like a kid. It brings me back to my youth. You know, I'm like a kid myself. I just, I watch in awe. I mean... And uh, if you ever want to see me quiet, that's one of the times to see me quiet. I get pretty heated if my team that I'm going for, though, is like, you know, especially if the refs are starting to give them the business, you know, then I'm just like, you know, hey, man. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I like I like good competition as far as athletics go. And uh, I'm a competitive person. So, I mean, um, I admire these young guys coming, you know, from all over the United States, come up here to play ball in Bismarck, North Dakota. And you guys are great by hosting them and having them here and, you know, in the community because I think it is a good thing for this community. And like I was telling Jesse, you know, when you're a kid and you got – and you see your favorite baseball player or idol and you want their autograph, you're like, I want his autograph. Because I remember this when I used to bring my sons to the Twins game. My one son's uh, favorite player was Torrey Hunter, center fielder. And Torrey Hunter was notorious for not giving anybody autographs. Really? I had a friend who worked – who knew somebody who worked in the front office twins and he just like pulled every string he could and one day on my son's birthday he come gave him an autograph baseball Aww. from Terry Hunter and my son just flipped and freaked out and just thought it was the best thing in the world. I think he still thinks it's the greatest gift he ever got, but Aww. 
but that's what, what people that inspire us can do for us. They, they, right. We we want we strive to be like them. We want to be like them. That's why we got to be good examples. Exactly. You know, walking out after chaplet service of the uh, Flicker Tales, where I, I met these young men to come into the show today, um, I was watching this little boy and his dad come by, and he's like, "There he is, Dad, number five. That's my favorite player right there. Can we get his autograph?" And see these these college kids, they're not quite the pro, but they're pros to these young men. They're just these little guys, you know. So they gotta hold themselves with integrity. They gotta hold themselves to a, a certain standard, and they gotta be the example and be be you know because they're they're people right now whether they know it or not, they're somebody's hero. Right. You know, and um, you know that's 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 what we should strive to be in this world today is like um, you know like we don't need to know where somebody's here, but we should you know be inspiration enough to you know look for because I got a lot of heroes in my life. You know who's my hero? Who? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> yes, Jesus is my hero. Jesus is my savior. Yeah. And that's what I, how do I always tell the Cameron? Best superhero in the world. Yep. Because that's uh, the way Cameron relates. Um, but yes, uh, so we're going to take it uh, easy for the rest of the day. Oh, no, not me. Actually, but, yeah. No. I don't ever take it easy. Uh, but you guys have a great Monday, Bismarck. And you know what? Let's just uh, start this week off with some kindness and love and be, be blessed. And... Um, you know, listen to us tomorrow. Turn up the truth. We got some exciting guests coming up this week. Yeah, we do. We have Bruce Callstrom from yep. Prison Freedom Ministries. He formerly from Prison Prison Freedom Ministries. <laughs> uh, he's a part of the Celebrate Recovery Leadership Team here at New Song, I believe now. And um, he's got some good. He's got some big things that he's working on as far as uh, helping people. And Bruce has just got a big heart to help people. And, yeah, he does. And uh, he's a person I thought should be highlighted and spotlighted on the show. So, you know, um, we've been talking about it for a while. So he'll be here Wednesday. We also got Kenny and Curry Hall coming in on Friday from Kingdom Business. They have this conference, and these are some amazing men. Uh, man, this is an amazing man and lady of God as well. I've known Kenny for 20-plus years, and, you know, um, he's always treated me with nothing but kindness and respect. And it's the same thing. I have a lot of respect for these I'm excited to talk about what they got going on at Kingdom Business and yeah, what's coming up. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know, as I said, you know, partners in promise, be examples to the leadership, be kind. You know, this is the, these are the kind of people you, you see doing that in this community. Right. So that's the kind of people I like to have on the show. Right. You know, and um, that's the kind of people I like to be around and that I strive to be. You know, I used to be the opposite end of that spectrum. So I, now I'm spending my rest of my life devoted to God and Jesus and what he wants for me and that's what he told me you gotta be kind to people so right. he just gave us an outline to live life and that's the way we gotta live it people right have a good day Bismarck this uh we're out of here this is turn up the truth with Chad and Jesse <laughs> have a great Monday <laughs>